Welcome to the Fitfiliate Podcast, where with honesty and transparency, we talk about all things fitness, coaching, and gym ownership, so that you can feel less crazy and frustrated and alone, while you also find more freedom and make more money. And welcome back to the Fitfiliate Podcast. Today, we are chatting to Dave, the owner of CrossFit Green, all the way over in Ireland. How are you going, mate? Lisa, hi, how are you? Thanks very much for having me. Um, it's June and it's raining, so typical Irish weather. <laughs> typical summer then? Typ- typical summer. Like, <laughs> I think we summer. had about yep. 24 hours of sunshine and now it's back to raining. So yeah, listen, it, right. is, it is what it is in Ireland. You just never know what you're going to get. Four seasons in a day. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're uh, in the middle of winter here in Brisbane, Queensland, and it's probably still warmer than, than your summer. So yeah, we'll de- take that. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so... We really wanted to have a chat to you, Dave, to talk about a little bit about your journey into CrossFit to start with and, you know, through becoming a coach and then um, hearing a little more about your story through um, CrossFit Green. So um, how about we start with, you know, how you found CrossFit and and how long you've been doing it and and sort of how you've made your way to where you are now? Yeah, um, it actually started in Australia. Um, Mm. I, I went to the 2012 regionals in Wollongong. Um, yep. And I was into I was into fitness. I was PTing as well as working in private banking, and yeah, I just thought it was excellent. I just thought, wow, you know, I, I had done my PT certifications, and I felt you know a little bit undereducated after all of that as to go out and help people. And then I stumbled across CrossFit, and I stumbled across CrossFit Box, and just thought how they helped people and the way they coached and how informative it was and the amount of information. It just was like, wow, this is super interesting. And that was the start of, that's nearly a decade ago. Um, yeah. So yeah, literally just, I went into a, a guy, Josh and Philly from what was Metal Nation in Darlinghurst and CrossFit. And I asked, can I hang around your gym as much as possible? Can I learn as much as possible while I'm still working? Can I train with the gym? And, and that was it. Yeah. So kind of not even an, an official internship. It was like a fly on the wall. And um, as I was doing that, and then, yeah, I actually registered for the name CrossFit Green while we were still in Oz. And yep. I have to give credit to my wife who came up with that. And thank you, Sorsha. But we were amazed that no one in Ireland had taken CrossFit Green. So we're like, wow, mm. brilliant. And yeah, and then literally it's been, it's been a learning curve ever since we're open. We're an eight year affiliate. So we've been open for eight years. Awesome. It's going from I'm I'm going to say strength to strength, but you know it's it's a learning curve. It evolves as CrossFit has evolved, as business has evolved, as fitness has evolved. So yeah, the, I I put it down as the the structure and format of how we do things today and how we help our clients today is very different than it was back in 2013. Um, yeah, but I've loved every second of it. And and what's that change been? How's that? How are you different from 2013? Uh, CrossFit Green to you know 2022 and how you're serving your clients now. Uh, there's a there's a combination of experience. There's a combination of education. Uh, there's a combination of putting your hand up over the years and saying I haven't a clue what I'm doing. And um, mm-hmm. you know we very much started as I suppose very passionate hobbyists. And um, I always had the idea of coming from business and coming from banking. And um, I always had the idea of creating a business. So we were always mm-hmm. on that path and structure. So I always, I, I initially, I generated a team. There was hierarchy, but again, we were all very passionate about it. And I suppose that does two things: is you know, it it creates a great hype, but it doesn't always create a great business model. So we've we've mm-hmm. also n- now the big difference is we we run a business. That business just so happens to be 
a gym or a CrossFit gym, um, yep. as opposed to it was very much, hey, we just want to teach and do CrossFit back in the day. So it just mm. evolved, I suppose, over time. Yep. Okay. And that's a um, an interesting evolution because not everyone necessarily comes to that realization that it's a business rather than it's about the coaching and the, the working out and the hanging out. You know, it's uh, at some point you've got to tr- really make that transition to business owner and, and put on our, our big people pants and make the big yeah. decisions. But, you know, some people Absolutely. never never quite take that step with it. So when we're talking about CrossFit Green, you know, eight years is an awesome awesome milestone to to achieve and, and going strongly. What's your vision for what you want CrossFit Green to be, you know, moving forward in the in the community? Uh, I'd have to say it's probably twofold. So there's a vision for the business and for the coaches that have invested so much time and effort. And then there's a, a more of a client-centric vision. Um, mm-hmm. For the coaches, first and foremost, or for the team and the leaders within the business, that's setting up a structure where they feel safe in their environment, you know, career coaches where they can actually do what they want to do and help people, but also afford to pay their mortgage and go on holidays, you know, sit at a dinner party mm. and say, listen, oh yeah, I work in fitness and I earn probably, you know, equal, if not more than, you know, other people and I can hold my own. Um, but so that they feel the reward from the effort they've put in, uh, they feel like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a worthy investment of their time. Um, and for our co- for our clients, wow, that's really changed. I suppose we used to sell access to group classes, be it CrossFit, mm-hmm. um, and, and that was very much a one-size-fits-all. So regardless of what you needed or wanted, we overlaid what we thought was right. Now, um, so we kind of created a product and we're like, let's go and sell it to mm-hmm. what the masses. And sometimes you're a bit stunned. Why, why doesn't everybody want this? This is amazing. But you have to realize what you need to do is figure out what does everybody want and then tailor your service or your subscription around it. So like even things like we don't, we don't sell a membership. We provide a service. Mm-hmm. That service is tailored around each person's needs and necessities, their goals, their wants. That's going to look very different. The, we don't have a package. Everyone's first question is how much? We're like, depends on what you need. Um, yeah. And that, like, we've been evolving with that even before we started working with, with Tony and Chuck and Fitfilia. We were on that process. The guys just really helped tie it in a knot and tie it in a bow and really, really seal it in for us. Um, and that's allowed us to really connect better with our members, uh, or connect better with our community. A, a real eye-opener when we went from unlimited to guys were giving you seven days access a week and people's identity was tied into the gym. We understood that the value placed from both sides of the relationship was was out of kilter, so we had to readjust mm-hmm. that. And um, now people are like really happy. Half of them can't even do seven days in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just it's it's learning, it's evolving, it's also putting your hand mm-hmm. up and, and and Tony always uses the word with me in terms of uh, being authentic, and we we mm-hmm. try to be that all the time and, and say, listen, we don't know the answers always. We're not the mm. best gym in the world. We're really good at what we do, but we're always striving to learn. We're always open to feedback. We're always, you know, open to putting our hand up and say, hey, listen, that was wrong. We've all programmed a wad and you're looking at the class <laughs> and like, shit, we nearly killed everybody. <laughs> so same, same principles, you know, it's, it's mm. day after day. It's just trying to do the right thing trying to go in the right direction, trying to make the right decisions. 
and, and sometimes just reflecting on 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 if you do make a bad decision, what can you learn from it as opposed to dwelling in it? Um, and that's been a yeah. huge change from where we were years ago. Mm-hmm. It was like very emotional if something went wrong. Um, yeah. And 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 members members really appreciate that. Our, our clients really appreciate that. I think staff really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, that's been a, a huge the the two biggest changes for us. Yeah, fantastic. And and it is having that that realization that you know it's not about emotion. Sometimes it just comes down to systems processes being pragmatic about it but and understanding that difference in offering i'm just selling a gym membership versus i'm actually selling you a solution to your problems and i know when i first started on the process with chuck and tony myself it was uh, as soon as i got my head around that concept i was like wow yep that's that's what i'm doing but we need to value it value it better and and have it more consistent rather than just being happy to take anybody that just wants to give you anything for, you know, all of your time. It's understanding also saying no to a concept or saying no to Mm. a client and and no to a thought process. And that's okay. But it's, what do you do after that? It's, Mm. Oh my God, I've just said no. What's the next steps? Well, then what is the solution? If I'm saying no to this person because they want, you know, how much for three times a week? Mm. No to your, your thought process. You're not wrong, but you're just, you're not asking the right question. Let me help you go back yep. and say, well, but why, why do you want three times a week? And why is that mm. important? And why is that? And all of a sudden it, you know, Mary's like, well, I'm out of shape and I'm getting married in, in six weeks. And all my, all my friends do something like this. And we're like, okay, well now we can actually work towards something for you. That's going to be relative that you're going to be far more accountable to far more bought into and, and be far more happy with the result mm. as opposed to three times a week. Just um, rocking and, up yeah, aimlessly. So, Rocking up aimlessly, and it's it's yeah, it's definitely it's an exciting change. It's it's a scary change. It's something we've mm-hmm. been, I think you know, it's been in our closet for a while that we were trying to do this. And um, like mm-hmm. lockdown was a big identifier. Just being able to say to people, like Ireland was closed. Like we had something like sixteen down months. Yeah, wow. And we were lucky. We Intense. we adopted really well online, and the business mm-hmm. was really well. But the coaches came up and said, "Listen, we needed a gym to come back to." And so yep. did the members. Members were like, "Shit, we need to we need to value what we have because if we all bail, mm. well then it won't be there when we want it." So that yep. was a really that was an eye opening experience, and, and everyone I think took away the pros and the cons from that and and moved forward. Yep. But it, it, again, it's it's what do you do with that information? Do you do you? Oh, brilliant! I'm all gung ho and ready, and then just leave it to the side, or mm. do you actually take any actionable steps? Yep. And I found that's the benefit of having that mentoring to the side is going, having someone to keep you accountable as, you know, our members come to us as coaches. We come to we our coaches that have that accountability and give you that little bit of direction and, and almost like I look at it, the bumpers on the side of a bowling lane. It's like, stop you yeah. going too far, too far into the gutter, but we'll, we'll just keep you on track. We'll let you wander so far, but we're going to help you, you know, bounce yeah. back. I, yeah. I actually met Tony in 2017 i think he came over when he was on the gymnastics course Mm -hmm. he came into the gym on a friday evening he was staying up the road i gave him a beer he sat in a beanbag and he was like i fucking like this boy like and ever (laughs) since then we've we've, he's come to visit when he's not working you know we've done a few road trips so like for me i was just shooting the breeze with him personally before signing Mm. up with this because he was hesitant because we have a close friendship 
about working yep. together. And, 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 you know, and I said, listen, I, I've known you long enough now to tell you to F off both personally and professionally if I don't agree <laughs> with you. And, and I said, what I need is someone that understands me and, and accountability. And like, yep. I have to have my numbers in like everybody else and my data yep. gathered for meetings and be ready to rock and roll. And I do it because I don't want to tell the guys, you know, I messed up this week. You know, I, it, yeah, it's not done. And, and, and there's the financial accountability of signing up for something like this. There's the emotional accountability. There's the data. And the data then makes you accountable in itself. So, yeah, it's really yep. just been an eye-opening experience just in terms of guidance. And I think everyone should have a mentor both in and out of fitness or business yep. or, or both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, that's important, sure. especially if you – if you want to treat yourself like a professional, you've got mm-hmm. to act like a professional. You've got to put on your professional hat. You know, you could have your goldfish could have died in the morning, but you got to come to work. And when clients come in for a service, you got to hat on, smiles, and go for it. You know, you can't be yawning, guzzling cups of coffee, mm-hmm. and and expecting yeah. you know a, a, a top tier service to be provided and for them to pay for a top tier service. So. And, yeah. you know, it, it's always a learning curve and, and trying to go in the right direction. Yeah, fantastic. And and it is true. It's about having that 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 mentorship and that guidance just to, you know, one of my big things is I never wanted to go into my weekly meeting and go, oh, not done for something. It's like yeah. I will get those to-dos done. Whereas, you know, being a, a solo operator, it was like, well, no one knows if I don't do anything. I just, just don't do it. I'll do exactly. it tomorrow or next week. Whereas having that little, and it can be quite a lonely road, but having, you know, that, that voice each week, you know, on the end of the screen and be able to bounce things across and not being told this is how you should do it. It's like, well, what do you want to do? How do you want to, Yeah. what do you want it to be? And we'll help you then find that path. So that's been really cool. So you've done a lot of lower, growing and changing, you know, through your time in, in CrossFit Green and clearly implementing lessons. What do you think your biggest hurdle is at the moment? Uh-uh. Sometimes I have to say myself can be my biggest hurdle because I do, as you were saying, you know, I can put it on the long finger or I can get distracted or I want to be involved in too many things. And I have a good leadership team. I just got to let them go and trust in them. And they always deliver. And if they don't, they come and say, well, this is my struggle. And so I, I can be both my greatest asset and my greatest weakness. But currently, and I don't know how this is, is staffing, good staff, good mm. people. You know, getting the right people for us. I don't know anywhere else in the world, but, you know, here there's a huge cost of living crisis. People are worried about jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, And just getting the right people. You can't advertise for a coach and say only cool, sound people need apply, um, which is really important when you work in this service is you have to be cool. You have to be sound. You have to be nice. You have to be friendly, presentable. You know, if you're a grumpy person, you're probably not going to. Not all the time. Listen, grumpy people can work. Um, but you're probably not going to thrive in this environment. So, yeah, staffing yeah. is 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 has been a, a big issue. And uh, main reason is we usually staff and everyone stays, and we just continue to grow mm. and continue to grow. So, um, yeah, adding into that has has just from the outside, we've kind of nurtured everyone up over the years, bar our general manager. And um, yeah, it's just you don't always know what questions to ask because usually it's like, well, listen, there's an evolution. So that's been that's been a big hurdle. Um, yeah, processes, and operation wise. Yeah, I think it is. I think I'm, I'm hearing mm. a lot and a lot of multi like across multiple industries as well. And yeah. um, operationally, structurally, uh, systems and processes, we had we had a lot of them. And let's just say they were all like this. 
now what we're trying to do is get them all like this. So yeah. if I get hit by a bus or the general manager get hit by the bus, the leadership team can step in and we're just trying to fail safe the business because at the end of the day, people's mortgages, people's uh, payments, people's uh, uh, the members' responsibility is, is all still going to be ongoing. And so we have mm. to make sure that we we set ourselves up as a business, which just so happens to be a a, a gym. Yeah, and perfect. And, you know, I, I always looked at it that the members were relying on me to get it right to continue on for them because that's what yeah, they needed. Yeah. You know, that that was their place, like, and that was my responsibility. A hundred percent is, and like, I don't. I'm only starting to realize this is like queuing isn't, and technique and group management and seeing teaching. You know, uh, directing the whole group is is really important. But nothing is more important than good communication, so that person comes back tomorrow, and mm. the next day, and a good relationship, because mm. I can be the best cure and seer and teacher and oh i spotted you know a valgus knee fall from 20 yards away but if mary doesn't come back tomorrow mm. what's the there's no need for it so like sometimes it's learning yeah. to say less do less and mm. you know and, and just you know care more and you know mm. and that's when we've gone now towards a more client-centric service it's just care more just yeah. do, do you ask yeah. people you know how are you what do you really want Oh, well, why are we worried about your overall back squat weight if you just want to turn up because you're suffering with mental health? Let's just have an easy day. No, I think as you become more professional in this world, it's understanding the the concepts of being a professional and being a professional mm-hmm. as opposed to being a professional coach or being a professional yes. gym owner. They're all mm-hmm. relative, but all I think, you know, I'm not sure if individually siloed is the right way to put it, but you know, they don't all just go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you need, just need to be able to cross those different little bridges. And once you connect all those dots, it can be, you know, you can have some really powerful relationships. Um, once you build that base relationship, people will then respond better to your queuing and correcting anyway because they 100% yeah. know that you have their back and you trust them. And if you say my knee's coming in, they're not going to say, oh, no, it's not. They're going to go, okay, yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, help me fix it. So that's that's a yeah. pretty powerful thing. Um. So you've been around for a while now. Um, one of the questions I like to ask people is, you know, how does something where you perceive it was a failure or an apparent failure set you up for success later? So almost having a favorite failure, something that was at the time spectacularly disastrous, but now it's, you know, allowed you to leap leapfrog into something way more successful moving forward. I think, I think the failure came around for us unbeknownst to it being a failure because we were trying to actually do more was the, was the lovely unlimited membership. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're trying to give people like, you know, as much and you're trying to give because your perceived value is giving yourself as much as possible, as opposed to putting the right value on your time to be able to apply mm-hmm. it in the right time and direction. So for us, a big thing was, was we given everyone too much for too little and we, we couldn't spread ourselves any thinner. And at some point we had to look at, you know, how that was affecting both the business, the coaches and everything involved. And we went back and said, right, well, we're actually going to give you less. We're going to give you seven classes a week for our guys from the un- unlimited package and the turmoil it caused the chaos. And we'd actually done the numbers. And after the, the, the kickback, we said, well, only one person in the gym has actually ever achieved an average of more than seven classes a week. So I don't know what you're all 
given out about. Um, yeah. But again, their identity was tied to something. So mm-hmm. we had set something up and we'd let it run and fester for too long. And our ability to not implement change well was our biggest failure. Now we actually have a structure where we change regularly, sometimes just because, so that we don't fall into that, uh, you know, over over routine or overly structured. Everything's the same. We we change systems, we change processes, we change you know schedules, class programs, different things. So it keeps people on their toes, but it also it also says to them that they don't need to be tied. Their identity doesn't need to be tied to something individually. More importantly, they can enjoy the process. They can enjoy the service. They can just enjoy coming to the community, having fun, and and mm-hmm. and just not being so, excuse my French, fucking tied into something that wasn't important, and actually yes. just enjoying looking after themselves. Now the guys that do, uh, they, they some people did like 10, 11 classes in a week, and then they end up taking like a week off, and now they yeah. come and say, I can't even do five in a row. And they're like, but I'm fitter, I'm healthier, my numbers are great, I do I do a two on, I do two on, one off, three on. So yeah, the, the change, change and implementation of change and how that affected our overall structure was a huge failure for us, but it's been a really good learning curve. Um, we could have just gone into our shells and reverted back to, oh, I'm so sorry, please take unlimited. But that, that was really the starting process of now well, how do we look after each client individually? How do we tailor to meet their wants and needs? And how do we best advise them as professionals mm-hmm. so that they can, you know, they also treat us as professionals and see then what we say is going to be best in their interest. Yep. And that, and that, and that can be a hard thing where you feel like people are going to write and everybody's going to leave and are making this change to the world as they know it. But then people yeah. tend to, once you hold the course, people will tend to accept that and, data speaks for itself. Like you said, um, there was one person who was doing more than seven. So it's like, why are you upset about something you weren't doing? But I think it's that perception of getting less um, yeah. when you're actually going to give them more and better quality. So it's a really good, yeah, powerful change to make, but difficult. So well done on getting through that for sure. Yeah, no, as you, I think you said their value and for us is understanding and demonstrating value has been a real eye-opening experience like trying Mm -hmm. to define what was value for us trying to define you know trying to quantify it as well to make it relative to the coaches listen you're giving so much of yourself in a class and you know that person is paying for access to that class and that is great but you know you're giving 5x and they're paying for x not saying do a bad job but make it relative to that also then for the for the individual, say for the coach or for the business, we had to say, well, we are worth a certain amount. It's like any relationship. You both have to, whether it's personal or professional, there's both the perceived value for both ways, but you also have to value yourself and, and hold yourself mm-hmm. at a certain standard and a certain level where, well, this is what I'm worth. Um yeah. you know, and if you don't if you don't love me for who I am, then you know, <laughs> it's your loss. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 move on. So yeah. With, you've been doing CrossFit since 2012, which is, you know, not an insignificant period of time. And CrossFit itself has been through a lot of changes, maybe not as a core methodology, but a lot of the culture and the some of the stuff surrounding <clears throat> it, I guess, in that time. In your experience, what do you think at the moment would be the biggest challenge in the affiliate landscape um, in regards to, to the CrossFit world as we know it? 
Yeah, um, I, I think the mythology of CrossFit, even since I've been around, and I've known guys that were around now for way longer than me, um, the mythology of CrossFit, what we teach and what we do, I think that's always going to be sound. I don't think I don't think you ever are not going to start CrossFit and improve your overall health and fitness. Yeah. How we teach CrossFit, like we used to do competitive CrossFit. Now, a long time ago, we don't. It's all longevity, health, fitness, sustainability. Mm-hmm. You know, the the biggest flaw that I see across across the CrossFit world was the understanding of okay well you know crossfit's going to sell you a weekend cert and then you're going to go off and you're going to learn and evolve in terms of crossfit but you're also going to set up a business hand in hand now this isn't necessarily crossfit's responsibility but there is no acumen there's no emphasis on sustaining the business side so that we could uh, continually reproduce the methodology and adapt and change where the fault of this lies, I'm not sure, but the, the data, say, for example, from 2014, 15, there was like 10 or 14,500 CrossFit gyms, I think, there. Um, I'm not sure the exact year. Let's just say mid 2018, late, late to late 10s. Now there's still 14,500 CrossFit gyms, but yet I know there's more open, I know there's more closed. I know there's a huge, huge turnover. Even in individual gyms might turn through hands all the time. Because as a business owner, what happens is you get excited. Year one, woohoo, costs go up as, as membership goes up and cost goes up as membership and goes up. And then year three and four, you're like, right, I'm going to get to a certain amount of members because that's what my business needs. And then as your members go up, your costs go up. So as one dial is moving, is the other dial is moving. So the group access to fitness model is what I mm. I blame on it because I don't think that was ever supposed to be the case. I think Glassman back in the early you know two thousands was in Santa, Santa Cruz with small groups, couple mm. of coaches. Everyone was learning peer to peer. It evolved into certs, and then people went off and opened gyms, and and they were in you know a thousand miles away, going, well, how do I how do I run a gym? And they're like. Oh, there's a, a fitness first down the road. I'll follow that model. I'll sell access weekly or monthly to subscriptions. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was ever meant to be that. So I think, yeah, the, the biggest thing for me is that, that that lack of structure around business acumen and big business support. Mm. I think the change between Glassman and Eric Rosa and then you know, the more recent changes in terms of CEOs and boards and everything, they are trying to get on top of it. In terms of also like uh, regional ma- affiliate managers and and uh, overall business structure, they're kind of looking at it and going, well, hold on, you know, if all these businesses go under and fail, w- what's that going to do for CrossFit as a brand? And hmm. any at multi access to 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 classes, I think after three to five years, the business owner is either he's evolved or she's evolved to be like life, you know, whether it's marriage, kids, family, evolution, age change. And they're like, well, hold on. I'm kind of left here with a big steam and pile of crap because the numbers aren't <laughs> adding up. Why aren't the numbers adding up? Mm. And yeah, you're oh, chasing well, sell it. it on. You're chasing it. So yeah, I, I think, you know, when, if you are planning on always selling group access to classes, you need to have a really strong look at your, your your costs how many people you can fit whatever it is because it's never going to equate to a it's never going to equate to a model that's going to be you know as successful as you could be if you uh you know got your shit together and had a look at putting the right value on yourself and your services and try to get that out there to help people rather than a product 
into the market. And I think CrossFit again, needs to kind of put its hand up and try and help steer us in that direction. And that, and that's the um, the thing as well. You People open a gym because they want to help people, not because mm. they necessarily want to um, own a business and they think, oh, well, that's, you know, I'm just going to have a gym and I get to train every day and I get to do everything I want yeah. and, you know, I get to hang out with people and drink beers and it's going to be cool and um, then they realise, oh, there's things I need to do with this and, oh, hang on a minute. There's yeah. even down to like, I, oh, the toilet paper needs changing and the gym needs cleaning. It's CrossFit's evolved now where you can't get away with, you know, the grungy, you know, dirty sort of effect, which was cool back when for the early adopters is now like people want nice things in the bathroom and nice, you well, know, they don't want to go home with black knees. We spend knees. €200 Euros a month on toilet mm-hmm. paper. Yeah, I'm. I'm convinced people are stealing it, but no. Yeah, but like the same. Yeah, but Flip again, protein. in terms of profession, professionalism, like our cleaning mm. bill for our cleaning service, you know, that's fifteen thousand uh, euros a year, nearly. Yeah, and um, it adds up. But we've yeah. got to be professional. It's got to be done. Things. Uh, I, I wanted to, you know, teach exercise and, and, as you said, have beers, and I think that can be done if everything else is systemically mm. done in front of us. We yep. just got to change the mindset. You can have the beers and do the teaching at the end of a good higher day because you've done all your work, yep. as opposed to oh, well, do my work and then let all the other really important things fall underneath that. That's never going to be sustainable. Yeah, and that, and I think that is a common common battle for affiliates and and the affiliate model in general, which you know is something we all want to protect because it's really important and we get to choose our own path, but we've got to be yeah. you know wise about that path. There's a, um, there's a scary of of numbers of, of CrossFit gyms that have, and it's in the thousands of CrossFit gyms that have changed hands over the last 10, 15 years. And you have to wonder, you know, why not all of them is because, you know, oh, well, you know, uh, we want to move on to a different pastures. Mm. At some point, it's got to be like, you've got to be looking at that and say, in what proportion of them is because the business was never sustainable enough for the for the owner to, to make a decent Believe. wage out of it. And you hear the stories all the time on podcasts, interviews, YouTube, everything. So, mm. yeah, I think we have a due diligence to to try and protect this mythology, but also yep. HQ has a due diligence to all the affiliates um, yep. to, to protect. So, I, I laugh. We're on an island which is very small. There's, there's 5 million people, and I'm the only affiliate that – hosts the certificates that allows other affiliates to then open up down the road for me mm, but yeah <laughs> oh uh, co- competition wise i still think the need and want to provide healthcare preventative healthcare far outweighs that 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 concern yeah. for me and um, yeah you know if people want to come and educate and go out and help in the world they then have to go and do a better model than me down the road if they want to be successful and that's on their back not on me um, yep. But yeah, I think uh, HQ could uh, do a, a job just in terms of some sort of structure, some sort of advice. Yep. Not this is how you do it, but maybe no, hey, but... this is why you do it. Because if you don't operate a good business, then you're screwed. Yeah, and you're just going to run yourself into the ground and and resent everyone and anything. Yeah. Um, just before we wrap up, one of my favourite things to ask everyone is a favourite book that you recommend. Um, you know, whether it be personal, professional, or something that you find that you can you can go back to. Um. Well, I've got a, I've got a couple. I'm going to start off. I'm I'm currently reading uh, the Harry Potter series with my son. <laughs> He's seven and a half, so no, I... you've got to always you've got to always go in there. Um, the best book I think I've read, well, in in terms of my CrossFit development, was uh, Steve Sinek. He had a, has a book or an audio tape or both. And um, start with why. 
And yep. and in, in that book, he starts off and he goes on about Steve Jobs in, and the iPad or the iPod back in the day. And just mm. the concept of it and, and the way he analogized the golden circle and stuff and, and just understanding everyone's why, that just resonated with me all the time, ever mm. since I've read it. Um, and I think that for me, is if you're trying to be entrepreneurial, trying to steer your own path, even in your own business, you've got to start with your own understanding of yourself and your own why, and that should fest, uh, like fester out into your into your leadership, into your community, and that should be in people's thoughts and their processes. So that would be it. As I said to you, as also, I, I've just started, I'm going to start this legacy book that uh, was given to me last week about the All Blacks and their process. So that will be my next book to read. But yeah, Steve Sinek's yep. Start With Why is a good one. Highly recommend uh, Legacies we chatted about earlier. And yeah, yeah that uh, Start With Why, it's, a, it's an excellent uh, place to start if you're feeling a bit lost. I know quite often I was reading it going, is he writing about me right now? Is, has he been yeah. over my shoulder? It's, and, and you go, wow, that really, that really hit home. And sometimes they were difficult things and you're like, okay, I need to get this squared away in my you know, life, whether whether it be personally or, or in the gym. So definitely yeah. one that someone can't go wrong with. Um, I thanks think that's for your... the best way to put it, yeah. You, yeah. you can't go wrong with that book. It's always going to be yeah. helpful. It's perfect. Um, thanks for your time today, mate. I have really appreciated you dropping by, having a chat with us. Uh, we look forward to seeing CrossFit Green continuing to uh, rise and, and serve the needs of the community over there. I think you're doing great work, mate. And uh, we look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you for your time. Thanks for having me.